We can agree to disagree. Or we can agree to agree. Yeah, but we're not. friends. Praise the Lord, Cairns. This is Timby. And Wit. And this is Disagreeably Yours. I really have to stop moving around. Every move I make is on here. Like, I heard myself scratching my scalp once. <laughs> wow. Okay. But hey, what's up with you? Attitude check. Attitude check? Um, I tuned in for the I guess to date the greatest gospel battle of Instagram, John P. Key and Hezekiah Walker. It was very black and very churchy. It started late and went. I guess Instagram modeling lets you record for an hour, and they restarted that shit three times. So it was like four fucking hours, like a church service. And late, so true to life. Yes. Um, I can't wait for someone to create a new platform that can actually support these live um, concerts. <laughs> I don't know. Then they'll want to start getting paid. Because Instagram is not it. Um, we can agree to disagree. And we will. Um, so, uh, most shitty president is a lot of things. A bigot, a racist, a misogynist, an idiot, an asshole, um, probably a wife beater, a womanizer, did I say idiot already? A bad leader. But what he is not is responsible for making you drink bleach. He, um, like, bleach has always been poison. It has always been dangerous to us. And just because he asked if disinfectants could be injected into us to cure the coronavirus does not mean that you should go out and consume them. Stop being stupid. Of course, I don't even want to give this warning out because if you voted for him and you listen to him, then you should drink bleach drink up and die <laughs> I don't really know how uh, how I feel about this I feel like he's doing us a favor by decreasing his own constituents that's the side of this I'm on if y'all want to drink bleach go right ahead right. if y'all are still doing things because this bruised peach told you to <clears throat> bruised peach that is your fault survival of the fittest at this point get with it or get gone and um, not to say fuck you, but I hope that we're ready for these states to open. Georgia's definitely not. Um, but some of the other states that are going to start, re- including Maryland, are going to start trying to approach reopening things. Um, I hope we do it intelligently. I hope we do it like we still we act like there's still a virus out there killing people and we don't have a vaccine for it. <laughs> so... Well, you're asking a lot from Georgia and Florida, but agreed. Um, that's my attitude check. How is, was your week? What does your shirt say? All I see is fucking. It says fucking savage. Okay. Nice. It is my favorite pajama shirt. Can you hear that loud ass modem running? I feel like my mic is definitely. saying yes, but I had to listen for does I'm unpl- well, unplugging it help? Mm. I mean, you don't want the fan to turn off. 
why not? What does the fan do? It takes out the heat so it doesn't get here as overheat. Oh, true. <laughs> <laughs> cool story, bro. Um, okay, so what's new with me, you ask? <laughs> Another week of homeschool. Which I do feel like it's getting easier as far as I'm learning better strategies for myself to teach her. So no tears. There was a day of tears. But it wasn't for me, so hallelujah. (laughs) You mean you didn't cry or you didn't cause them? I didn't cry. (laughs) I caused them. Meaning last week you did cry? No, I just mean because frustration is frustration, B. Like... You be feeling like you want to. <laughs> I didn't feel like I wanted to. <laughs> um, so my daughter gets very frustrated and quickly when it's time to do her actual assignments. And I'm not surprised because I was the same way when I was younger. But as soon as you start getting frustrated, it's really hard to comprehend anything. So at that point, no work is getting done. No learning is getting done. No matter what I say, she's not hearing it. And there's no trying effort. So instead of me reacting out of my frustration, I just tell her to go to her room, calm down. And when you're ready, we'll start again. I'm sure to her that feels like a punishment. And I really don't mean for it to be. It's just I can't handle this right now and neither can you. And us being on the same floor is not going to work because I can't leave. I'm working. So. <laughs> it's my house. Right. So I told her to go upstairs, chill out. Usually, this is about 20 minutes. She'll come back downstairs. She's ready to go. And it actually works. After that, things start clicking. She's calm. Okay, let's try this again. Last week, I didn't see this girl for like an hour. So I'm saying this to say she's sick of my shit too. <laughs> she left and just did not come back. I had to go get her. Like, hey, I don't want to be doing this at 6 p.m., girl. Let's. Are you fine? Can we go? She was laying in bed just like, no, we're not doing this until you drag me out of this bed. So that was... Yeah, because if you want me and I'm over you, it's like, I'm going to stay here and act like I am sleep, deaf, blind, until it's absolutely necessary. Now, is this genetic or actually nurture? How have you instilled, how have you passed these traits to her? Both. Okay. So I'm screwed either way. Um, Because we were watching Little Fires Everywhere... I had started my Hulu trial and luckily it gives you 30 days. So I have been plowing through so many shows, including Steven Universe. Oh, how is it? It's so good. So because it's a cartoon, I thought, hey, let's watch this together because I'm sick of watching Frozen 2 for the sixth time. And if I have to watch Onward again, I'm going to throw this laptop out the window. So we started Steven Universe. It's really cute. I love it. Um, Of course, The Read was the podcast that introduced me to it. 
And so I'm watching it. Love it. There's so many shows, but they're only like 10, they're like 12 to 15 minutes each. So you can get through a lot of them at once. But there's a lot. Like the first season had like 56 shows. Anyway, me and my daughter are watching it. Fun times. Something we can watch together. She loves it. I love it. It's one of those things that has adult themes, but in a kid way. So they just love it because it's a cartoon. But you're hearing all of the like socio-political type of ideas that they're talking about. So... Like, the next day after we started watching it, I wake up and I hear her downstairs watching Steven Universe. So this led me to having to have Binging with a Loved One 101 with my seven-year-old daughter. Look, I go through it regularly. These lessons have to start early because hurt people hurt people and I don't want her to go out into the world hurting people like this. You cannot start a show when you started with a loved one. Absolutely not. Not only did she start it, she could not reach Hulu, so she was watching season five. We were on season one. Luckily, she does not understand how much of this show that she spoiled for herself. However, I was upset. So we had to sit down and talk about when you start watching a show with someone, you cannot watch it without that person. You are building a queen. Good for she loves thank you for whoever that person is you're welcome she will never hurt you like this so from then on no more watching for either one of us and i know that my message got through because when she left the house she asked me not to watch it until she returned so one parenthood lesson accomplished so but no it's good another suitable solution which Still gets you angry eyes, but I also write down what episode we left off together so that I can go back, we can go back to that episode and continue. Absolutely not. I will not be teaching her this. I do not, no one wants to start streaming and see the five episodes they have not watched already have been completed. Like, I know you watched it. You cannot rewind it because it's one thing if you could clear it and I would never know. But now I know that you watch it, and I don't want to watch it with you now. You've ruined it. You know it's going to happen. Yeah, and so now I have to introduce profiles. <laughs> <laughs> you can have your own profile. Just watch the shit out of it and just lie to the person. Try it if you want. I will be right up in your profile. You need a whole different okay, application. Looking. You're looking for trouble <laughs> at that point. You want to be upset. <laughs> it's like the new version of my phone. Oh, I would have been so pissed knowing someone had watched it and we were supposed to be watching them together because they are so good. And all the those moments that you know someone already seen when they don't have the same reaction that you have. It's like, bitch, you watched this already. So I literally find shows that I know she'll hate and that I may even hate too that I can watch so that I can have something to watch while she's like asleep or working or just doing something. Because we're in the same house. We are around each other 24 hours a day. You're such a good person. We like the same thing. <laughs> oh, I can't just not watch TV until she's ready and available to do it. Or you got to go back to old school television watching when they only come out once a week. So you cannot cheat. 
Nah. But that's it. <laughs> but that's it for my attitude check. Um, for Blur News, uh, Wakanda maybe Forever. No more. Huh? Wakanda maybe no more. We didn't even get a second one. So for Black Panther 2, they've been, they haven't started recording or filming it because they're still in contract negotiation with Tragic Bose, Chadwick Boseman. Um, for anyone who remembers, Terrence Howard was the original War Machine um, in Iron Man 1, which is the only Iron Man worth mentioning. And then Don Cheadle took it over as War Machine, which Don Cheadle, I think, was a better person portraying that role and closer in age with um, Robert Downey Jr. anyway, so I think it worked. Yeah, it was but, only weird because Terrence was in the first one. Huh? I'm agreeing with you that it was only weird because Terrence was in the first one. Otherwise, Don Cheadle was the better war machine. Exactly. But uh, similar to Terrence Howard, Chadwick Boseman is having, um, he wants a price increase because Black Panther killed it amongst all Marvel broke all kinds of records um just outstanding fucking movie a little different than iron man one i think he has a little bit more leverage than terrence howard did yes <laughs> not a supporting character when you're a side um, chick you gotta take your side chick money exactly um so but to that point marvel has they, they replaced terrence howard with Don Cheadle. Ed Norton with uh, Mark Ruffalo. They'll cut a bitch. Wait, was Ed Norton supposed to be the original person that ended up in the Avengers? Yes. That move, like, the first Hulk was supposed to be, like, the the Hulk. Or, like, half the first Captain America. It was supposed to roll into the Avengers. When you, when I think about Marvel things, I do not even consider that. I'm thinking, like, oh, this one off director just decided to make his own Hulk movie. Oh, yeah. No. I like that one. That was supposed to roll into the uh, wow. the MCU. I like Mark Ruffalo better. Yeah, he's fine. Like, the, the, But they will replace you. Yes. Regardless of how main of a character you are. Pay increase. Oh. What's that? It's Disney. They're trash. So I hope I hope he stays. I hope it works out. But um, right now it's in flux. What else can they you really do, though? You can't just switch out. I mean, I guess you can if you're Ed Norton and your movie was trash or did trash numbers. I don't think. I think he was a. I think he was a good hawk. No, I don't disagree with you. I'm saying it didn't do as much box office wise for them to be like, oh no, we need you. Like, um, Black Panther was your best, so you can't just like switch the main character out. I don't think we're gonna return in droves to see. Michael B. Jordan play Black Panther and try to forget that he died off in the previous one. I mean, if anyone would do it, it's Disney. I guess, but the way Chadwick is looking now, he walking around looking like tragic Bozeman. He look real crackish. It's gotta be a movie. He's doing it for a role, but... It's gotta be. But he needs that Black Panther meet back before he start making demands. Most of these shows are old as fuck, but some things that I am watching, one of the things that I can't watch without my wife, um, Sirens uh, on Hulu. I think it was on Freeform. It's about mm-hmm. her age. Um, but it's not like, it's kind of a cool take on it, kind of sci-fi. Uh, containment, 
which has Chris Wood, who shout out to Elon, Elon University graduate. Um, it's about a virus that breaks out in Atlanta and they quarantine, they cordon off a section of Atlanta, which if you don't think is ironic for what's going on right now. So is that a prequel to The Walking Dead or a prequel to us? <laughs> it's like legit people. Mm-hmm. And they do get, they do become rabid, but it's not like... They're alive. Zombies. It's just, it's just like they get sick and it's it's a limited series, so it's just one season. And um, I watched the movie Bad Education. It has uh, Hugh Jackman and Allison Jenny. And uh, it was pretty funny. Um, on HBO? Yeah. Okay. It's based on a true story of embezzling money from a, a New York um, county school system. But it was pretty good. And last, but certainly not least, least as always, Mirabitch and Insecure. Did you see this week's episode? And let's talk about it. I did. But can we talk about it after some other things so we can just get to all the good stuff that we watch, including Little Fires Everywhere finale? Oh shit, yes. And I'm gonna go get some more wine. What is that? Carnivore? Yeah. Which I at this point I'm just I look for a price so once I find it in a cab I just take it. Pretty much. Are you going to total wine? No. Oh. I feel like there's too much rum in there. Yes, I probably wouldn't go either. It's like the grocery store. You can't just like pop in because you are popping somewhere else. No, you have to be full armor of God. Yes. Um, so on the back of the things you've been watching, I had already mentioned my Hulu. So I went through all three seasons of Snowfall. Great show. Very upset that it does not seem like this main character has gotten any major nominations what for is anything. It Crack. <laughs> <laughs> it is about crack, but it's about how it got so prevalent in LA and California at the time that this was really popping off um, with ties to what was happening in Nicaragua and in Mexico and all that stuff. So it was really good, but now I'm mad that they did not receive more awards. Um, it is returning this year. So now I'm good to go with my Hulu trout ends. <laughs> Tried Harlot, couldn't get into it. Maybe I was doing too much while I was trying to watch it. How far did you get? Like, how many episodes? One. One. Okay. (laughs) That's fair. I did like that there were people that I could recognize, like this girl from Downton Abbey, which I'm putting on pause because I have Prime all the time. So all the streaming services are on pause right now for Hulu. And the chick from Walking Dead is on there. It's a bunch of people. Um, I'm gonna start better things. From walking dead. Alpha, you're not current on the seasons though, are you? You're right. Okay, That's thanks right. for wasting my time. Um, moving in the right direction news. Larry Hogan, the president we deserve. And his. The only reason I'll be a Republican. So he is the one person who is showing me how Republicans are supposed to be. And they've gotten away from. Like, now it's just super monolithic with your racism and your xenophobia and your, like, I get it, big business. We're going to give y'all all tax breaks, even though y'all are the most wealthy and have the most income. Got it. 
but I feel like he is what Republicans are supposed to be and are not. Like, he does have some policies that, of course, I don't agree with, but they're not the worst policies, like some of you people out here. Yes. Um, but anyway, he and his wife, Yumi, a Korean immigrant, coordinated with South Korea and Korean Air to have a half a million COVID testing kits delivered to Maryland. Um, the passenger aircraft landed at BWI, and Hogan hopes to begin testing at at least 20,000 people per day until they are used up. Which is awesome. Yes. We're going to do this ourselves. Like, because what the fuck is presidency right now? He, he's really doing it. Like, he's really doing the Lord's work right now. I just don't understand why the president cannot. It's weird. But I'm glad to live in Maryland right now. Um... And while I don't think having your hair professionally done is important enough to put people at risk, I do appreciate that he's allowing barbershops and salons to make appointments with essential personnel. Because if anyone deserves it, it's them. (laughs) If you have to be at work, you might as well be here. Yeah, you need to feel as good as you can if you are risking your health every day. And the cops require, like, you know, so that, you know, when you're taking down somebody, they don't, like, snatch your loose well, I didn't think of it that way, but, hmm. And also, stop doing crime right now. Like, they shouldn't have to be going after anyone right now. There's nowhere to go. There's nowhere to be. But now that I'm saying it, house burglary, I hope it doesn't rise, but that's pretty much the only thing that I would be afraid of right now. It's like, everyone's home. But I guess that's why you don't want to do it, because everyone's home. And die, because people are home. Sending a big F you to the governors of Nevada and Florida for being the worst. Florida for opening their beaches. Nevada for opening their casinos. And it's just so obvious that all y'all care about is money. Because it's not people. It's not health. And to Michigan. Absolutely Georgia. Fuck Georgia. Not fuck Georgia, but also to Michigan State Senator Dale Zorn who denied wearing a confederate flag mask on the senate floor called it history and then apologized saying I quote I'm sorry for my choice of pattern on the face mask I wore yesterday I did not intend to offend anyone however I realized that However, I realized that I did, and for that, I am sorry. Those who know me best know that I do not support things this pattern represents. My actions were an error in judgment, for which there are no excuses, and I will learn from this episode. You? What? Detroit, Flint, these are places in your state. Those who know me best know that I do not support the things. I'm going to need you hoes to realize that it does not matter what your friends think about you when you do stupid shit. Michigan wasn't part of the Confederacy. It's not even a southern state. Which must mean you have some attachment to the South winning the war. Um, Which means you hate black. Basically. I've said it once, I've said it twice, I'll probably say it a million times. Just know your audience. You cannot do the same shit you do in the group chat 
in the world and then expect one nobody to notice i guess and two that no one will care depending on who's around you i don't know if y'all forget television exists or pictures exist or you're invisible i don't know what y'all think like this was the only mass option you had exactly even if it was just a pattern bitch when you put it on did it look like a flag of some sort and if it wasn't the american flag you probably shouldn't have worn it period Yeah, but you can't do that when all you have is Confederate patterns. So, yeah. Fuck you, girl. And fuck Trump for life. Now, our breakdowns and breakthroughs. Yes. We need to talk about Insecure. But first, only because I have a lot to talk about. Let's start with the Little Fires Everywhere finale. I cannot believe that set the fire was every time spoiler alert was it the pyros spoiler alert coming right now because i feel like i can't talk about this without saying it who set the literal fires literally every single child elena birth except the one she hates and except the one that sets fires that's some irony that she did dump the gasoline first she was planning on she provided the tools she was trying to just burn her things, though. That's true. As instructed by her father. I mean, is it the one thing her children did right? Mm-hmm. But I'm not upset about them. And it's the one thing she did right. Taking credit. She, it is her fault. That is the it one is thing that she did right all season. Was admitting that she did. Because you did, girl. You set little fires everywhere for the last eight episodes. And they she came said, to your home to burn. Which is why I recant my answer to your question last week of who was the worst mom and why you should never listen to men. I changed my answer to men. I chose Elena the first time and then changed my answer to Mia. Elena is the worst mother on the show. It's Period. Is it her curse? Because so Mia took Pearl to her parents' house, right? That's who that was. That's I believe so. Yes. Yeah, that's what I thought. Because she uh, didn't want to go to her bio dad's house. Because I mean, it is his sperm. So. And um, BB just stole Mei Ling out the crib. Which. Of all the things that happened, that is the most important question. Losing Mei Ling. Who should have gotten her? BB or Linda? Listen, Linda. Linda. I'm torn. I'm not mad Linda got her. I'm not. I'm not torn. That baby got stolen and they took her to camp. She took she went to camp. I'm not torn. Because the adoption was not finalized when BB tried to get her back. And two He still lost her in court again. And well now, yes. And two, Linda let her white woman flag fly right through as soon as those mics hit her face to ask her, was she going to let her daughter be in contact with BB? And basically she said, no, fuck her. Fuck everyone like her. Why would you? That she's trying to take my daughter. So here's the thing about 
being a parent, you have to do what's best for your child. It don't always have to be easy for you. It doesn't always have to be what you agree with, but you should do what's in their best interest. And what's probably in her best interest is to see a woman who looks like her when they clearly said, which they clearly said that they pretty much did not have any intention of opening the world of her own culture to her because she's their child. Color doesn't matter and all this other stuff. But when you have a child who is different from you, it does absolutely matter to introduce them to that information. You know what else matters? Eat. So you're, she was poor. She was poor. Do you know how many poor kids there are right now? Are you going to go snatch up their kids and be like, I'm going to give your kid a better home? Right. Because she didn't have heat in her home, so she could have died overnight. Her baby was going to die, or she had to give her up. She didn't because she wasn't adopted. No, it's not. And not get arrested. Right, and when someone tries to adopt someone and it's not an official adoption, then what's wrong with trying to get that your child back? Right. There, there isn't anything wrong with it. Period. I didn't say she deserved the baby. I, I didn't say that she should have the baby. I said she should be able to see the baby. <laughs> and back, I never said it wasn't. It's absolutely their ability to let her see her or not i said when you're a parent you have to do what's best for your kid even though it's not best for you or what you would like to happen is what i said and i don't mean to hire a person a random person to come teach your child when the mother who birthed her because what we do i think we can agree to is that most people who are adopted well not most people that are adopted i'm not going to make that type of a blanket statement but it should be up to the child to decide even oh my god i'm not saying give the baby to her today (laughs) i'm saying that she should be they made a hard statement during the time that they were being interviewed that basically they're never going to let her see this kid again period i'm just saying that that's not the best oh my fucking god when you have your child ripped from you i'm going to give you a little leave room leave room a little leeway to want them back when you see them again it was a temporary lapse sure people do crimes of passion all that shit all the time you can tell me to tell me that you can't understand a mother freaking out for a few minutes what i can't understand is their security system to protect their home absolutely i I mean absolutely that i agree i mean she should never gotten that close i'm still surprised that she was able considering she bogarted through like 15 people to get there unless you have a video baby monitor go check on that little nigga absolutely i'm not saying any of that stuff is right because we're probably gonna fight if that were to happen (laughs) all i'm saying is there should be an opportunity at some point for this child to know her mother if she wants to when they took a hard line that they were never going to do that do what's best for your children not yourself but i'm not i can't say that it's the best thing because you never know what life brings. All I'm saying is there's nothing wrong with introducing 
a person's mother to them if they want to, to learn their culture and all that stuff. Generally. Now she stole the baby. They could, they could have avoided having their baby snatched. Yes, I was going to say, now back to the stolen baby part. <laughs> I mean, I cannot be caping for two women who stole their own babies. And I only can choose one, and I'm going to choose the black woman. <laughs> you know what? I respect that. You were <laughs> even though you're about to cape for both of them. You just I'm, just, the I'm giving, I was just giving a devil's advocate I can totally see why a woman who gave up their baby, who feels like they can take care of them now, would go nuts after knowing not knowing what happened to them and seeing them again. I'm not saying... Who's crapped a child out of them. Nigga, would you stop making it seem like I'm asking Linda to give hand the baby over? You can pay for both women, and you are. No, I'm not. You just came for Oh my God. Just because I'm not shitting on BB does not mean I'm caping for BB. I didn't say BB should get the baby. I didn't say give the baby to BB. That's not what I said. And the fact that you can't remember what I said is because you only listen to 50% of the shit I say. Yes. You know what? I realize I appreciate the writer's ability to handle convos like they would really happen. You know, in some shows where you can clearly see that they are trying to make these people oblivious. In this show, I feel like no one is overlooking obvious clues and obvious answers. And jabs come as soon as the opportunity presents itself. Not like, oh, I'm going to hold on to this until such and such. Now, that is a Kerry Washington staple. And I'm here for it because I hate that shit. Like, as soon as she said, do you know that your daughter was pregnant? And she just let her have it. Let me show, my kid didn't have anything. <laughs> you need to go check your own house. So I appreciate that about the show in general. So I'm assuming it's over, right? There's not going to yeah, be a season two. It's like, a, okay. I didn't know. I could assume because Carrie ain't trying to be locked down. <laughs> Scandal is over. Don't fire and ice it. Reese already has a little show that she's on. Mm-hmm. She's on the Apple show, right? No, that's Jennifer Aniston. Oh, Little, little Fire, Little Lie. The one with Meryl Street and Zoe Kravitz. Little Big Fires. Yes. No. Little Big Lies. He tried to get me. He tried to get me. Every episode just has so much information to unpack. I love it. But I also hate it because when this show is over, it's going to leave so much open to being able to have another season. Maybe they'll do an Insecure movie. They should. HBO should do more of those. The Sex in the City movie was awesome. Could totally be done. I'll be there for it. So Insecure. Proving that maintaining long-term friendships takes just as much work as relationships. And parents are people too. Yes. Because dads are niggas. They just all grown up. So I think Ma- I think they are both toxic to each other. And Molly is actually demonstrating a lot of growth this season. When you really look in between the lines. Just not with Issa. Okay, so show me what's in between the lines. Okay, so um, she apologized or 
expressed her true feelings toward Asian Bay Andrew. Mm -hmm. She's about to fuck that up, though. (laughs) She showed Andrew, like, a picture of, like, her... She showed her family, Andrew, and a picture of them. She forgave her father. He apologized to, um, Torian, Dorian, the lawyer nigga. Like, she is making positive improvements each episode, just not with Issa. Okay. She gonna fuck that up with Asian Bay, though. I can smell it. She's not gonna fuck up with Asian Bay. I think Asian Bay is her bae. Nah, she gonna fuck that shit up. They're gonna have... Don't say Blazer. Chicken Bay. Okay. Babies. That was really racist. Some bonchons. I'm gonna name this episode Bon Johns. <laughs> oh, that's what I should get for lunch. You should. They do it, that's that shit. Yeah. They're so expensive, but it's so delicious. No, it's so good. Um, okay. So, in the beginning, Issa says. You gonna turn into old Molly and scare him off. She starts the argument. So yeah, I think in this situation, Issa is doing the same thing I said Molly was doing last week, where you're not letting people grow and you're holding them to an old image while they're trying to do better. They're trying to become a better version of themselves and you're keeping them where they were. So I totally agree. She definitely kicked that first shady comment off. I was glad that they finally acknowledge that their friendship has been off because that's the first step. You have to acknowledge that there's a problem. And I feel like every friendship knows how that feels. Like, okay, we're just going to be super passive aggressive until someone acknowledges it. Curious. As a woman, I'm a man. (gasps) No way. I guess this is why we started this podcast. (laughs) Absolutely. I have done it. I think men would just have it out. Not like get physical, but I don't think we would just talk about it then. Like we'd be, we might go to the parking lot, but we would not leave that grocery store area without, there's no way we could just put a pen in it until. Acknowledge it. Talk, say we'll talk about it later. So to that point, no, I don't think. I wouldn't do that. Like, I wouldn't just acknowledge that there's a problem in a public place while we're already together and we could have that conversation. But I've definitely been talking to someone over the phone or even through text. And you can just feel like something is off because y'all, that's so true. Like, you just, you start giving real snappy responses and then y'all try to make it seem like, ha ha, he he, I was just joking. When it's the truth, the seed up under your little fucking stupid joke was the truth that you want to talk about. But you just get real passive-aggressive, which I hate. And then at that point, like, I've definitely been like, all right, so do we need to talk now? Do I need to come over there now? Do we Can, can we do this right now? Because I'm tired of doing this. <laughs> I've definitely scheduled time to have a conversation with a friend about what is happening. Do you think that was, it's a good thing, though, or a bad thing? Because I feel like some friends, I've seen friends, like, 
not my friends, but I've seen groups of friends or even when you watch reality TV where people are in a group and all of a sudden you just start yelling and putting your business, your friendship business out in front of everyone, which is making it worse because everybody's hype. No, I hate I that. No, I agree. I'm just saying I think that some people feel comfort when they are surrounded by other people so that they can actually say the truth instead of having a one-on-one conversation with someone. I think both of them are coming from a place where they want to get back to normal, like get back to a place where they're like, it's not this way. No, I totally agree. I'm asking you in real life. Do you think it's better to like, oh, we're here now in front of all these people. Let's hash it out now. I feel like people just get way too hype when you have other people around and just say stuff they would never normally say. I just think people should have one-on-one conversation. Yeah, it's messy, but yeah, I do think you should do it that way. No, I don't. I don't respect that shit. I'll get pissed. I'm just being honest. Don't, if anyone, if any of my friends are listening, don't ever do that shit with me. <laughs> if you have a problem. I guess I'm that friend that does it. See, no. And if you did, we would just be loud and obnoxious because at that point, I'm either going to get pissed and I'm going to get just as dumb as you sound or I shouldn't say that because I mean, it's not when you start talking out loud, when you in public, it don't matter who's around, even if it's a group of all your other friends. I think people are super way too passive aggressive and say way too much shit that you would not normally say and that kind of stuff does not sit well with me. Like, don't say nothing that you would not say to me privately. And also don't say nothing in here that you want to apologize for later. Cause you did this, you're doing it. I guess I'm thinking of a much more productive conversation. Oh no. Like, I don't think production conversation, productive like a, conversations happen when you're well, around yeah, other people. You just, like, not like a street, like just a, this is how I'm thinking of a much calmer, more kind of honest conversation. Not like a, a rap sheet of all the ways you piss me off. But do you think that can happen if you're in front of other people? I guess. Do you think you're really going to have that productive reconciliation I mean, talk when you're around others? People, you mean like in front of people I don't know at the grocery store or like in front of people like a calm, like a, a house party? Like a, a house party or like friends or anything. Well, that, like the only people they knew in that grocery store was just them. So fuck everybody else. But in general... Like, would you have those type of conversations if it's, you have an issue with one of your friends, but no, you're with a group want, of your friends? I don't, because then you have different varying levels of people that you that know you around you, and they're going to try and chime in, or they're going to gas you up, or they're going to gas the other person okay. up. So I think we agree no. to that. I think I think we're both saying the same thing, that the conversation has to be off of, like, a sincere, honest, trying to move forward, not like... This is what you did to piss me off. Apologize. <laughs> if, we're at, if we're at a booth at Applebee's and we're the only people that know each other at Applebee's, then yeah, we can. It still needs to be a reconciliation talk, not apologize. <laughs> it should never be that talk. Yeah, it shouldn't, but. So yeah, they handled that poorly, but I think that's what happens when you start to have a breakdown in your friendship. Even when we're trying to address it, we're going to hold it off because I don't feel like doing this now. I'm going to text you. We can do this later. And then when it's later, I can't do it today. How about tomorrow? It's like, oh, I have this to do tomorrow. No, you're not doing anything. And it's just farthering the gap. Um, I laughed my ass off when the ambulance was in front of their parents' house. And they're like, mom. And I'm like, oh, no, that's just Stanley. <laughs> I can relate. 
<laughs> right. That's relatable content. That mm, yes. that emergency isn't who I thought it was. It's cool. You skipped all over the Lawrence Gondola thing. No, I didn't. We're not done. Um, and then they have their Thanksgiving in Mexico. <laughs> Which I swear made me want like guacamole, nachos, yeah. quesadillas, fajitas all day. No food was adequate in my home after that. I was glad that it was ten o'clock. Um, so they have a conversation as brothers and sisters do. Um, this is a conversation that I thought you were gonna have with Molly about it. And I think her bringing it up was to us to say the same thing. Like, yeah, this is a conversation that you would usually have with your friend, your best friend, but y'all kind of beefing right now, so you're not having it. And I still think that she would have that conversation with her brother, but we would have definitely seen it first as much time as they were spending together, her and Molly, and none of this stuff is coming up. After, you know, Molly keeps hitting on her about the whole Lauren situation, and she keeps hitting back about Asian Bay, so then they stop talking about it with each other. Which is, again, how breakdown in friendships happen. So she says, basically, that Issa feels like she took the emotional toll of being with a bum, which his best friend said, those are not my words, those are chats. And a man with potential for the next woman to reap the benefits of the lessons he learned from her. What do you think about that general feeling? True or false? So, okay, I'm not gonna, I can't just say true or false. I think you can, but sure, well, go ahead. Obviously true, because okay. that's Thank you. But <laughs> I would, no, no. I didn't say just answer true or false. I just asked you true or false. You said true, and you can continue to explain. So, I think, given Lawrence and Lisa's particular situation, where Lisa cheated on Lawrence, let us not forget, if, not to say she had waited, but if she did not cheat, which comes up later in the episode, mm-hmm. and they were still together, Lawrence would have done those things for her. Like, I don't think Lawrence changed as a nigga. I don't think Lawrence... Yes, I'm rolling my eyes because that, I think that's bullshit, but I'm still listening. So you think Lawrence would not have paid for Issa's call for anything? You think he just would have been like, continue to be an ancient nigga, you lose the job and, and money? Because I don't think so. I think that when you are comfortable with someone, you're not trying your best. And he didn't try his best until... He literally had to get the fuck up out. So I think if they were together, he would have continued to be in that comfort zone. And he would have always said he was doing better, but would have had no actions to back that up. I think that when he started doing better, he would have started giving her the, what, the reciprocation of how much he stuck to the relationship. And you're saying when, and I'm saying if. But we'll find out when they get back. Which is my next question. So Condola says, would y'all still be together if she didn't cheat? Which I think is a totally unfair question to ask people. Like, oh, well, what if that didn't happen? What if this did happen? It's like, but it didn't. You're literally growing and moving based on the facts of the matter. Sure, you could always say, yeah, we would still be together. But one, you're not. So what are you supposed to do? Just not be with anyone else until you get back with your ex? No, no one knows that. That's an unfair question well, to ask. Well, there's context of that conversation. Condola was responding to Lawrence being like, why she didn't want to get married again, blah, blah, blah. Like, right, but her answers were valid. 
I just think her question wasn't valid. His question was but valid. Lawrence wasn't receptive to those valid answers that she was giving. I don't, I don't think he wasn't receptive. He heard her. He might not have liked it, but he was receptive to it. He listened to it. He heard her and why she didn't want to be married. I'm saying it's an unfair question to ask, not do you still want to be with her, but to say, well, what if it didn't happen? It did. I got cheated on, girl. It happened. So I don't know if she didn't cheat on me, probably. But are you supposed to be single for the rest of your life because you would have maybe possibly still been with your ex? That's an unfair question. I don't know. I'm just living my life, girl. I got cheated on. We broke up. I'm moving forward. I think Condola was trying to put him in the same space that she is. Like, she is not recently, but based on Robin Thede's character, who is hilarious, um, this is the first attempt at a relationship since her divorce. Mm -hmm. So, Lawrence has a whole bunch of, you know, well, you don't like marriage now, you don't like this now, blah, 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 based on what she said. But it's also like, well, you have to give her time to heal properly or, like... I'm not disputing any of that. So I think that Kendola was responding to Lawrence. Absolutely. who she was at that moment in time and not giving, not, like, thinking, okay, well this relatively just happened to her and not giving her time to grow and being like, well, you with me now and I want you to be this receptive. See, I don't think he... I don't have an issue with her line of questioning. I have an issue with that question. I think it's unfair to ask somebody what would have happened if this happened, but it didn't. You're not asking him about, like, do you still have feelings for her now? Do you still see opportunity for you and Issa now? Like, what if this didn't happen? I just think it's an unfair question. I think the conversation is valid. And I still think her answers are completely acceptable. Like, of course, you just got out of this relationship. It's casual as far as of I'm not looking to get into a serious enough relationship to be about to be proposed to. I don't want to be proposed to even though she still says she does want to have a family and all that other stuff. Her answers are cool. I think her answers are fine. I think that, yes, Lawrence wanted her to be, to know that she could see herself being married again. But I think that she is saying that she does not want that. I don't think that she was asking him to wait and see how she grows. I think she's just telling him flat out, like, this is how I feel now. You can accept it or not, which is what he can do. He can accept it and, think and know that hey we're just getting started she could eventually see that for herself and if not am I okay with not being married and just with someone long term and if you are cool I think it's a good groundwork I think it's great to put it all out there now because then you know that this person told you what it is if they evolve great but if she never wants to get married again she told you that there's an irony here because and hold your comments um he was her rebound? No, no. When last season, when he found out she was divorced, it gave him a lot of pause. Like, he was like, and to the point where we didn't think this was going to be a thing. And that led into the, the beginning of this season where Tiffany was like, well, oh, I didn't think, like, she's divorced and didn't, this shit didn't work out. 
that shit wasn't going to work out because he didn't want to fuck with no divorce woman. And now we're in a, we're in a relationship and she's like kind of, this is, he's a rebound nigga. Um, she never wants to get married again. So it's like you come to this point where Lawrence was resistive of being with a divorcee. And now his fear that he let he accepted all that shit and he got past it and now his fears are coming to reality. Was that his fear though? I feel like he just didn't want to date her because she was divorced, not because yeah, he thought that she wise. did he say that? She might not want to be married did, because she might be on a rebound. Did he say that? Because I don't remember him no, saying that. But niggas just because niggas don't say things don't mean we're not deep. You're right, but at the same time, most niggas, when they talk about dating someone that just got off a relationship, it's not because they're scared they don't want to be in a relationship. My point is, those things were not what he talked about. When I hear it spoken about, it's not because, oh, I don't want to get attached because she's not ready. It's because she just got divorced and you don't want her baggage, period. Your assumed baggage. But her baggage is this. Whitney, you're talking for someone who never said that. Is what I'm saying. You cannot. We're not about to go dive deeper into saying like, oh, he meant this and meant that. He just didn't want to date a divorcee, which most people just like a divorcee, someone that has children. It's their baggage. It's not because like, oh, she's going to be, she's not going to love me or like I'm her rebound. I don't think that's what niggas be thinking. That is what niggas be And that's not anything that he said. It was just. I can tell you that's what niggas be thinking. Karen. He did not say anything like that is what I'm saying. He said what he said. It was because she was a divorcee and that's baggage. He didn't think that he was going to be a rebound. He just didn't want to date someone that was just. That's part of baggage. He was never mentioned. It looks like you want to choke. I do. I do. Because he never mentioned anything about being a rebound to her. He just didn't want to date her because she was a divorcee. I hate when you. Be so specific about one specific case and act like reality doesn't exist. Like people are just jumping at a chance to date someone that just got divorced or jumping at a chance to date someone with a kid because, but the only reason they don't is because they don't want to get their heart broken. It's like, shut the fuck up. They do. Things. Right. You're saying they. That has nothing to do with a person thinking like, oh, I don't want to date this person because I could get my feelings hurt. That's not what they say. And that's what that's you're saying. baggage. Whitney, when people say baggage about when they're talking about someone else has baggage, they are not saying like, oh, I could be hurt from this person. They're saying they're going to be hard to deal with. And the fact that you keep trying to make it seem like Which is that's hurtful. not. Oh, my God. I hate when you do this. Like, it gets so annoying. When you try to pre- <laughs> pretend like reality don't exist. Like when people say baggage. Every time people talk about a woman with baggage, they are not mentioning the fact that they could be hurt from this person. They're saying that they are going to be hard to deal with. They're going to have these trust issues or daddy issues or some other dumb shit. To the person who it happened to. To the person they has to be in a relationship with. But men are not talking about getting hurt. They're talking about how difficult a woman is. They're not talking about how hurtful that they could be. Right. I'm not saying I don't believe you, but like you be acting like men walk around talking about, oh, they're scared to get hurt. They don't talk about, they don't walk around talking about women who are difficult because they could be hurtful to them. They're talking about how hard it's going to be to be with them. That is two different things. That is difficulty. 
Those are two different things we need to say. Someone is going to be difficult to be with, and that person could hurt me. Those are like, two different things. Like dating a woman with a child with an established father and then having them come and be, going in this person's life and then be like, you're not my real dad. That's hurtful. So you're going to get super fucking specific about a situation. You are when y'all are talking about that, and when Lauren specifically was talking about this, it was not because he was gonna get hurt. It's because the person is gonna be hard to deal with, not because they are foreshadowing that they're going. This person is going to hurt them. That is a bunch of bullshit. That is part of being hard to deal with. Sure. Okay. We can agree to disagree because that's I don't agree. Because that's like I just said I don't agree. Difficult thing to deal with. So it doesn't matter if you keep talking. We've already disagreed. We can agree to disagree. Um, I remember at first <laughs> you didn't want her them to be together because King Lynn she cheated. So, are you gonna judge Lawrence for getting back with a person that cheated on him, or now are we rooting for them to be together? Because you don't try to act like you was rooting for them to be together this whole time. Oh no, I did. I'm not rooting for it. I just know it's gonna happen. Okay. I expect it to happen. I'm not. Right on what coattails? He literally is talking about his job being in the balance right now. Not his job. Just his company. Okay. So, are you going to judge him if he gets back together with Issa? A general question also, because I know people Am do I that. judge him for being a dumbass? Absolutely. Because he doesn't need her. And why would he be a dumbass? you're saying that like people don't get cheated on and make it work anyway so i guess you've already answered my question you blame you asked me if i would say, say if i would care for lawrence no i don't care for this relationship i don't care for this relationship i heard you but you also said you would judge him for getting back with Issa because she does not deserve him because she cheated that's what you said correct yes and that's what you asked me yes why are you always debating shit that i didn't say yes i would judge him for that correct Okay. And I will. Jesus. I'll be repeating the same thing you say. And it's like, yeah, but, but what? I just repeated I what you said. Be, I'm saying I will judge him for that. Okay. And I think that is immature. But I don't think it's utterly ridiculous. I just think it's almost like if something else, if another incident happened, of course you're going to be the first one to be like, I told you. She cheated already. If it happened again, that's your dumb ass fault. <laughs> but, like, if it never happens again, I think that's what, I don't know. I just think it's hopeful. I think it takes a lot to hope for that. And I think that time apart, for them specifically, because I feel like they've both done a lot of growing since that happened. You did learned you from mean, it. Did you mean to say hoeing? No, I didn't. A lot of things have happened to both of them to make them grow individually. So if you were to get back together with a blank slate, it's fine. I think what's dumb to me is when people, when you can clearly see people have not made any personal growth and then want to get right back together, like, oh, it's going to be different. No, it's not. It's not going to be no different because y'all didn't do shit 
but not talk to each other for a couple weeks. Did no growth and then got back together. At first, I wasn't. Because it's like, I mean, y'all tried this. It didn't work. Fuck it. But now that you can see growth. <laughs> okay, I see. He's thumbs upping and like so happy that I wasn't for it. But now, because I can see the growth on both of their ends, I'm like, well, it seems like the problems that y'all had should be fixed now. That y'all did the work separately, which is always something that I think is most important. I don't care what anyone says. You can, y'all can talk that, oh, I want to be better for you shit, and I'm going to do better for you. No. You got to do it for yourself. That's where long-term growth comes from. It's not from doing it for someone else, because that's just going to lead to resentfulness. Like, oh, I just did this because you wanted it. Well, grow up and do it for yourself, because you should do it. And I think that they both have done that. So to get back together, it's like, all right, well. So what's going to happen is Lawrence and Issa are going to get back together. He's going to lose his job, and He's going to stop paying for shit and become the same person he was from season one. If he cheats on Condola and gets back with Issa, then what? Condola and him aren't in a relationship. They're in a situation. Oh, God. Okay. Moving on. I'm stuck for rooting for them because they have their individual growth while they were apart, which will make them better together. And being annoyed that exes be trying to come back and mess your shit up when you're finally moving on. A case of the X. Do, 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 Perfect song, loved it. Main takeaway: fuck them niggas. Fuck them queens. I mean, say what you want. Issa's brother said that, and it's true for everybody. And niggas is general, okay? I meant like any nigga that do this shit. Any nigga that causes you a issue is niggas. Fuck them niggas. <laughs> You always gotta ruin it. I do. And I will. We've spoken about a lot here. So Molly's mom at one point says, the right person won't think you're too much. So my question is, is it better to put your best foot forward in a potential relationship or to put your real foot forward? And so I don't think it matters because I think when you put your best foot forward, the person you're pursuing knows it's not because you can't maintain that consistency. Serena Williams. How was that the same? Serena Williams is being thrown to Italy every fucking time she wants pasta. They were married then. Okay, so if I take a girl out to a Michelin star restaurant, one, two, or three. And I dress up in a suit. Like, she she knows she's not going to get that treatment. Just like I know when you show up with a bead face and weave and nails done, like, that you go to sleep in a bonnet. And six weeks into Rona, you probably look normal. Like, it's just that expectation isn't going into it if you're a normal fucking person. And putting your right foot forward. Cool. Real foot. Like, I don't think you should show up looking like shit or present yourself to be shit, but, like, have enough money to pay for the meal if you're a guy and, you know, be a gentleman and everything, but... Stop hitting your table. Um, 
think I think either way you'll um you should always put your best foot forward. But I don't think there's anything wrong with putting your real foot forward, just like not your toothpaste on the shirt wearing crocs and socks self forward i think it's interesting that you got so specific in like physical attributes or like dates and stuff like that which is another reason that you know we do this is because your perspective on the question that i asked is a lot of times different from what i was thinking about oh you were thinking about like emotional and yeah, like, <laughs> but here, I know that they're, and I think it's normal, don't get me wrong, to put, you put your best foot forward, and you, I think people are, like, super extra, right, in the beginning, on purpose, because you want to make a good impression, right? But I also feel like people often, they're not their full selves, like, they don't act the way that they would normally act, they don't voice the same concerns they would normally concern. They don't voice the same opinions and thoughts and all that other stuff because they want to be, for girls, they want to be cute and agreeable. And for guys, they want to be cool and seen as like someone that could provide you what you're looking for or whatever. Um, and when I say real foot forward, to me, that's, you're saying what you need to say. You are... When you're upset, you're voicing that you're upset. When you need something, you're voicing that you need it. And these are emotional needs, physical needs, monetary needs, whatever you're talking about. Best way for it is like, oh, I'm going to make myself so agreeable to you and your lifestyle that you're just going to fall in love with me. And then afterwards, then I'm going to give you all my real thoughts and opinions because all that cute shit is done. (laughs) And I think that there's a, when you put your real foot forward, that should be your best, right? Something like maintainable, like you said. When you first meet someone, it should still be something that they can maintain. Stop presenting yourself in a way that you cannot maintain. Like, shit is not agreeable. <laughs> so I have an example. Like, when I, would, um, when I was dating, um, you know how I hate condiments, right? Yes. So I would, like, I would get, a, I would get, we would get an entree and either it would come with a salad that had salad dressing pre-poured on it, or I would get the entree would come with, like, I would get, like, a burger, and it would come with ketchup on it or something, which I fucking hate. Would you eat it? Would you try to eat it? I would eat it. I would, I would eat it. I wouldn't just try to eat it. I would eat it and, like, hate, like, costly get water just because I don't want to explain exactly. That's exactly my point, though. These things, people, when you're putting your best foot forward to a potential partner, you are not showing them who you are. I actually think it does the person who's doing it the most disservice because it's hard to come back from that if there are things that you let slide and let go. And then all of a sudden you have like all these new things and all these new opinions that you never gave before. And all of a sudden, don't put that fucking ketchup on my burger. <laughs> like, I can't eat it. Judge, you don't know what people are judging you on. Like, people judge you on the smallest things. But that's the point, right? Like Molly's mom said, for the right person, it does not matter what you do. It's not going to be too much because they're going to know that that's you. And if it is too much, then that's not the right person. And I think women, and I'm not saying men don't fall into this trap. Please don't all lives matter me. 
I think women are the biggest culprits of not putting their real self forward. And I think that men are the worst at having the largest disparity between what they presented and how they're going to be. That's fair. That's, that's <laughs> very true. I won't, I can't deny that. Because I'll be like, you know, you get the fresh haircut, you get the best threads. Right. Like, it is a, you get a totally different nigga than Right. Which is why, yes, that's why I hate, I hate when people are like, oh, if women keep getting stuck with ain't shit niggas, what's that say about them? That you didn't present yourself as ain't shit? <laughs> like, what? Yes. Because you're presenting a person that you are not. That's why. Women do a large disservice to them in the beginning because they do a lot of the emotional switch up, right? Like, they don't say all the things that they need to say. They don't tell you all the things that they actually need because we are too scared of being a nag or saying you ask for too much. So I think that's what was so important about what she said because I don't have the same needs as another woman. A man doesn't have the same needs as another man. So for someone to tell you something and it's like, damn, girl, you asking for so much. Like, why are you this picky? Why do you need that? Why do you need this? But at the same time, people have different experiences where they need different things in their relationship up to the point where it makes sense, right? You can't just be ridiculous. Like, check in with me every 10 minutes while you're out. <laughs> like, nothing like that. But everyone has different needs. Bringing back our last conversation, which is also why it's so weird to me when people jump from relationship to relationship, right? Because that just means that you're going to need all this extra work in your next relationship that you didn't heal from a previous one. And most of the healing that you have to do is for yourself, with yourself. So to me, it's got to be real foot forward, right? Because especially now... What's your real foot forward? See, I'm about to tell you. I'm about to tell you. Because I think you can agree that I have a lot of opinions. And I have a lot of thoughts. The older I get, I cannot sit on those, right? So if if I actually had to see someone, like, every day, and, like, you're supposed to be my person, I cannot just let you say whatever and I have opinions and not say them because I'm too scared because I want I want you to think I'm so cute and I want you to think that I'm easy to deal with and all this other stuff because to me I'm plenty easy to deal with I just I have to be able to say what I think you don't think I'm easy because I always challenge what you think every every breathing moment but I think that's a great thing I mean, granted, we're just friends, but even friendships, like, I'm not about to be friends with someone that is annoying me every minute of every (laughs) part of us being together. So as much as I have thoughts and ideas and stuff like that, if I just don't say them while we're dating and being cute with each other, then where does that leave me later? Like, now, I'm never going to say it, and I'm just going to be resentful, and all of a sudden, I'm just going to blow up on you because... Now I can't have feelings or thoughts and opinions. But if I had been honest about it up front, you would know that. And you would either like it and we would be together. Or you would be like, damn, she'd be challenging everything I say. I can't do this. And go find someone easier with less thoughts and less opinions. And that's good for you. And I'm not even upset about that. When you try to be extra while you're dating. You can do that and still put your best foot forward. Okay. I think your real foot forward should include your best foot, right? Because if you're putting your best foot forward, to me, sounds like 
No, to me, when when I say best, yes, that's what it should be. When people say put your best foot forward, I think that's just people say it as a perception, not as a reality. Put your best foot forward. Right. Put your best foot forward so that you can be perceived to be this or that. When your real foot forward should absolutely be your best self. And my best self includes being able to say what I need to say (laughs) when I need to say it. But also knowing when I don't need to say anything. Does it? Yes. Think about it. If 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 you think I say all the things now, just imagine all the things that I want to say that I don't, and be thankful. I am thankful. <laughs> if this is a censored version of your true self, my true self comes with like all the good things too. Like you can't just be expecting people to give to you all the things that you love and not expect them to give you all the things that you don't want either because some of those things is just human interaction you're not going to like all the things that someone says you're not going to like all their opinions and you're not going to like when they ask you for emotional support in a specific kind of way or ask you for something more in a sexual way or intellectual way or to challenge your thoughts and beliefs that's not fun to be (laughs) challenged in that way but also it grows the both of you to be able to have those type of conversations and move forward to be able to know that someone isn't doing something just because you want it and because they want to do it. And I think that comes with being like your real self, that you know that they're sincere with all the actions that they do, not just trying to be cute for three months. And it's like, all right, nigga, well, what you going to do for food? Cause I only cook twice a week. <laughs> Stuff like that. You don't see people in bonnets. You don't know. You don't know what bonnets and hair ties people wear for like the first few months you're dating. You know it's coming, but you don't know what it is. And then after that, they could be in a bonnet, bonnet for a week if you let them. <laughs> so I think we can agree. Put your real foot forward, which should be your best self. Not your fake perceived best foot forward. Okay, next topic. Family, committed, partner, and friends. What's the hierarchy? Who comes first? Who comes last? So, any context or just? I mean, you can just start with what, how, what you said and why. I mean, partner, spouse, um, person you live with, whatever they may contain. Um, because that's, let's say soulmate. That's your person. That's, you should always... <clears throat> take advice from them because most of the things you do in your life, no matter how small, will impact them. Family, because they know you the best, they know you the best, and they've known you the longest. Um, Now, some families may vary. Families do vary. Um, And then friends, because they're the family you choose. Okay, so... But it depends on the advice and where you're at and a bunch of different things. Committed partner, family, and friends. So when you did this hierarchy, you were just thinking about people you get advice from? But, like, sometimes I want male advice. So I'll still explain and go through the situation with my wife. But I do. And I 
but I still want a male's opinion, so I'll go to, like, my dad, family, and then my friends. Again, with the differences between what we both think when I say something. So you're thinking about people you get advice from, and whereas I was just thinking, how do you prioritize the three? But prioritize how with what? Prioritize like importance your of something, your family needs something. in which order are you satisfying them? Like if I have one in nine, oh five, my god, I have oh my god. Two. What did you I say? Know this is very specific. I'm just trying to. Whereas I thought I was giving context when I asked you to prioritize them. Well, I just assumed it was from a who you listen to type of thing. I don't know why. In which order would you fulfill their request? If all three were in a fight, <laughs> like, is who the request you? the same? Yes. And if all if all were if all three were in a fight, who would I side with? Yeah, like which order do you prioritize your family, your committed partner, and your friends? Everybody got beef. You got to choose which order you satisfy their beef. Which order are you going in? Partner, friends, family. Okay. See, that's different from the people when you said you're going to get advice from. That's interesting. I agree. I agree only caveat where the engagement that I signed up for first, right? Like if I sign up to do something, my friends and my mom flies in, it's like, Oh, we got to oh, do something. See, I like, All right. something totally no, I, I think in general, I think the caveat being, it depends on what you were, you committed yourself to first, as far as like events or something like a yeah. thing that you could commit yourself to whatever I commit to first is what I'm going to try to follow through. But if there's like an issue where beef, like you said, I agree with your, Oh no, What, what are you talking about? Like, if my friends gave me something I wanted to really do, and my partner and my family gave me something I really wanted to do, I just tried to do my friend's thing first. If my, that's, I, that was all, that's all on me. It's what I, it's what I want to do first. So if you commit to doing a family function, you're going to cancel on them if your friends come up with something later that you want to do? Yes. Okay, well, I don't agree with that, but that's cool. I don't agree with that. <laughs> I mean, like, that's, I'm going to fulfill See, that's why I don't commit to certain family things because I want to wait to the exact last minute and if I don't have anything else going on, I will absolutely do it. But like as far as beef is concerned, it's definitely partner friend because I'm only saying friend because all of my friends are legit chosen people. And my family is really just my mom and my grandparents who I feel a strong commitment to. Anyone else is like, no. <laughs> I'm not doing that. I don't want to do that. And even with my mom, sometimes I'm like, no, I'll do that. But when I feel like it. <laughs> so we agree. Generally, when beef pops off, it's partner. Get your house in order. Yes. And then everything flows from that. Whoever's going to be least affected. Y'all can swap out if need be. But partner comes first. Well, your family can't. Well, for the most, in most successfully functioning families. They'll forgive you easier than your friends will. So if I bail on a family function, my family don't talk about me and be shitty, but they're not going to like not invite me and cut me out. 
My friends won't either, but they'll definitely talk about I you just, and bring it up I've later. My family's not going to be like, "Oh, whoa, you skipped grandma's birthday. You're never invited to another birthday ever." <laughs> friends are definitely more shady throughout events cuz I mean, clearly parents are probably the most shady people known to man. But as you said, parents they can be pissed or whatever, but they'll get over they it quickly too. And they love you too much to keep shitting on you. So they'll stop after the initial shock of what you did. <laughs> um, not black parents. They'll keep that shit for at least 10 years. But... Um, don't do anything the same because um, they'll definitely bring up what you did in the past. You have to fuck up in different ways with your family. So they can't pull out that thing you did four years ago. It really helps if you have a shittier family member. Yes. That you can count on to take the heat off of you. Yes. Yeah, I asked that because I think, actually, I think people struggle with it. It's their family first. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. Of course, you got to take care of your family. But when you're in a committed partnership, like living together, marriage, long-term commitment without marriage, I think, like you said, keeping your house in order, that should be always the number one priority. If I have to get in beef with my friend or my family because I'm keeping my house straight, then, I mean, that's what it is. Right. I'm in this I'm house every day. Right. <laughs> I said, when I'm going to see y'all next week, next month? Yeah, I share bills with this person. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking care of home first. And sometimes, unfortunately, that clashes with family and friends. Once you make that commitment to one person where you know that you are spending a life together, that becomes your number one priority. And to a certain extent, I think families and friends, everyone has a tendency to be selfish with the people that they love or the people that they consider their firsts with. Like, we were here first. It's fair. You can feel however you want to feel about it. But you have to acknowledge also that there's a little bit of selfishness to that. When someone chooses their family, legit chooses a person to procreate with or have children with, I say, or don't nobody at me or say nothing dumb because every child isn't from natural procreation. Let's chill out. You got to keep that person happy first. And I think it's frustrating even to hear when people are talking about someone in a relationship, like, oh, they're a whip. So they just do anything that nigga say. They do anything she say. Like, you know, when you're in a mature relationship, most of the times there's no issue with doing things that keeps your partner happy because they're supposed to do the same for you in ways that you could never. So you probably should chill out and relax. It's just, it is what it is. So we agree. Keep it home straight first. Closing arguments. Lightning round. Be ignorant. Go ahead. You can go first. One has to go. Content by Ava DuVernay or content by Kenya Bears? Hmm. It bothers me because they're in such different universes. Kenya does mostly like, but they're more humorous than Ava's. Ava is deep and heart-wrenching and cultural and historical and all that stuff. I love all Kenya stuff, but I feel like Ava will stand the test of time. So I'm going to choose Ava. Okay. Pick a bad situation. Being 
a handmaid in Gilead, <laughs> Handmaid's Tale, being one of Elena's kids' children, <laughs> little fires everywhere. I would literally choose to be Elena's kids, anyone except Lexi, so. No, 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 you just, you are a child of Elena. Right, so I have a a three out of four chance of being fine, is what I'm saying. So I will take, a, I will take, I will take Elena's child, yes, because all of her kids are fine except Lexi. Fine? Mm-hmm. Fine? Yes. I think Moody is probably the most adjusted, except for he's just a teenage boy that thinks everyone he likes is supposed to like them back. But I would choose, yes, I would choose three out of her four children rather than being a handmaid in Gilead to get my ears cut off or your clip cut off or eyeball plucked out or being legit raped. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with three out of four Elena's children. Okay. Um, You must date one for two years. One's about to be Lawrence, isn't it? Season one, Lawrence. Chad, Nathan, ghosting included. Because I can't predict the future to even see if if Lawrence season one would be anyone else. I'm going to go with Nathan. <laughs> Why not Chad? Because Chad is horrible. What? Chad is a... Okay, but you asked me to be with, not friends with. He literally cheats on his girlfriend all the time. So season one, Lawrence. And season one, Lawrence is like next to the worst scenario. Like, so some, Nathan? Did you say Nathan? Yeah, I chose Nathan. Someone that you have a great time with, and then he disappears forever, so you never have to see his face again. I'm done. Choose a wife. Molly, Issa, or Kelly. I was going to say Tiff, but that was an easy one. Really? Okay. Yes. Choose a child. I love Natasha Rothwell. Okay, but I didn't ask you to choose her as a person. Kelly. <laughs> choose a child. Lexi from Little Fires Everywhere or Tariq from Power. Lexi. Is Lexi the, the older one who had the abortion? Or yeah, she's the worst one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lexi. Tariq is still shot his father and is a horrible person. Responsible for the death of his Okay. Choose a conspiracy. 5G. That's one of the options. <laughs> COVID as a biological attack or COVID is caused by 5G. 5G. <laughs> That's all I have. The hoteps are out. <laughs> what a time to be alive. Well, this has been disagreeably yours with... Tim B. And with... See you next week.